with us in just a moment. And I've been asked just to clarify, um, we need to make sure nobody puts anything out on Facebook or Twitter until at least after the second service. Uh, there are people that are coming to the second service that are really looking forward to our guest speaker. And I know we always want to be the one that tells everybody else who, are, who the guest is. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to ask if y'all wait until at least 12 o'clock or so before you push anything out there. I'll give you guys a chance to take pictures with the individual afterwards as well. I will tell you, it's a little bit of a risk when we invite someone to come in and I don't tell you who it is, but I push it really hard so that you guys know that it's worth coming to. What if it's disappointing? What if you guys show up and you think, that's what we were looking forward to? Um, but I will tell you today that I didn't feel like it was all that much of a risk. Um, there are certain individuals in our nation who fill various roles that it's incredibly important that we understand that it takes a lot for them to do their job. I don't necessarily care if you think that this guy is a hero when he walks in, or if maybe you think he is the reason for a lot of the problems within our nation. He is not here for political purposes, but rather he is here as a brother in Christ. And uh, we're going to watch a, a brief video here just to help introduce this individual to us. Um, and then I'm going to ask you guys if y'all would stand and welcome our guest after the video is done. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Mr. Gorbachev Tear down this wall. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Al. 
it's great to be here in the wonderful central city of Central. I, I love you. I love you. But mostly, I love our Heavenly Father. You guys do too? That's good. Let's, let's let them know how much we love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, God. Oh, wow. I know I don't have to say this, but uh, sit down. <laughs> what an honor and a privilege it is. Oh, y'all got a balcony. Hey, balcony folks. Good to see you. So you didn't know what they were screaming about until I got up here. <laughs> so, wow, this must be cool. <laughs> it is cool. You know what's cool, though, is, is the fact that if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... You'll never die. I mean, sure, they'll stick your, uh, they'll stick your, uh, your shed skin in the ground. But you'll never die. Ain't that cool? We'll just move out of the White House. <laughs> oh, what an honor to be with you. What an honor to look at your faces. You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's so great to be with folks that have had the wisdom to offer their lives to Christ. And so from, from Laura and me, way to go, amigos. <laughs> That's right, ma'am, I speak Mexican. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> My llamo is Jorge Bush. <laughs> and one day we will look into the eyes beautiful eyes of our forgiving Savior. And he will look back at us and say something like, well done, mi casa is su casa. But to the devil and all his team, he might use a little Mexican food lingo and say, mi casa is nachos. <laughs> Strange times we're living in, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've got ourselves a, an unprecedented election. No matter who wins, it's new times, different times. And that's all right, because America has always stood the test of time. Yes. And this is not the first time change has been among us. Constant change is here to stay. I'm convinced that's true. But I got to tell you, Donald sure took a chunk out of my brother. <laughs> he, he said Jeb was low energy. That hurt Jeb's feelings. He had to go home and take a nap. <laughs> but what a, what a privilege it is to, uh, again, to be with you here today. We're not talking about politics today. We're talking about, I mean, this is church. So we're here to talk to, about God to glorify him, and to hang out together as brothers and sisters. You know, people think that one person over another is a big deal. But we're all servants. We all have our role to play. We all have our giftings, and we function within our giftings. You know, but at the bottom of the, the day, at the end of the day, there's only one that should be a big deal. And he's this guy here. Because nobody else gave their lives for you. You know what I mean? Nobody else could, even if they did give their lives for you, forgive you of your sins. 
You know, oh yes, we praised the greatest generation, my dad's generation, those who sacrificed and gave of themselves during WW2, the Korean War, and many wars before that. Thank God for sacrifice. Thank God for givers. But ultimately, ultimately, only one could take away our sin. Man, I'll tell you, I I love that guy, Jesus. He's my homeboy, my best friend. It's, it's, It's quite amazing that the God that created every butterfly calls me a friend. Friend, that's huge. You know, there, you know, I, I, I love having a limo pull over, you know, people ride, little kids riding their bikes down the street, you know, or, or whatever, you know, and, and just, just go over and hang out with folks, you know, because I, it's, it's like I have candy to give away or something. Just shaking people's hand, you know, makes them feel special, makes them feel like, wow, like for the rest of their lives, they've got a story to tell. I, I shook the president's hand, dang, you know, and then some people, some don't get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a free book. <laughs> oh, folks, it's, it's, it's great to be with you. I've had so much fun, I, and I've got some stories to tell. You see, I just picked up these new boots. These boots, no ostriches were harmed in the making of these boots. He, he, he was harmed before the making of the boots. In, in, in a hunting accident with Dick Cheney. <laughs> Funny thing is, he was aiming at a deer. <laughs> oh, and, 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 you know, our first trip to the green zone, what a, what a blast that was. Man, I'll tell you, it was Thanksgiving's Day. Got Thanksgiving coming up again. Uh, 2003, and we went under there under the cover of complete darkness. Went over to encourage the troops to eat a little turkey with the boys and prove to the world that George Bush does not have arachnophobia. <laughs> You know, it was amazing. There were no lights on the ground, no lights on the plane. It was pitch black. We had to feel our way in. I won't say we hit anything when we landed, but Laura and I got new camel hair coats out of the deal. (laughs) And Halloween, you know, oh man, we've had some good holidays in the White House. We had some crazy times. You know, we would, uh, we, we would decorate the place. Uh, our favorite time, of course, is Christmas. But I'll never forget the last Halloween we had uh, in the White House. You know, we'd gotten, gotten all of our guests to leave, you know, and, and we were about ready to, to uh, you know, crawl in bed. And I'd done punked so many people and, and done played tricks on folks, you know, because I'm kind of a practical joker, you know. You know, you hide behind a wall, you know, and here comes Condoleezza. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Here comes Cheney. Nah, better not. <laughs> Don't know if his heart could take it. <laughs> so our last Halloween, you know, I'm, I'm sliding into bed, right? And I lean over to kiss Laura, and she was wearing a Hillary mask. <laughs> Had to go get a fresh pair of underwear. <laughs> Oh, mercy. 
But, the, you know, the, the, the beauty of the presidency and the beauty of leadership is influence. You see, what it does, it amplifies you. It, it, more people find out about just about everything in your life. And that's the way each of us should live, as though we are being amplif- amplified. Uh, big. <laughs> you see, because what we don't realize is every time we think, energy comes out from us. Every time we speak, those words create r- ripples. You know, kind of like, like that. Like when you drop a pebble in a pond. Y'all have all seen it. You've seen the little slow motion videos, you know, where the little waves go out in ever concentrifying circles. Well, somebody like the president, all he's got is a bigger rock. So he makes a bigger impression. But each one of us, by our attitudes, if you have an attitude of gratitude, like my good friend Al here today, he's, he's one of the most remarkable men I've met in a long time. Wonderful guy. Where are you, Al? He's probably not even in here because he's serving someplace. Um, Well, Mike, you're a wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Giving your life to these godly folks here. Y'all appreciate this gentleman right here? Yeah. I do too. That was very fitting because this is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes. So, so I've been asking myself, how can I continue to have an impact? How can I continue to be an influencer? And I got thinking about it, and I realized music is the universal language. I, I dare say each and every one of us, we've got songs in our hearts, songs that, that help form us. They, uh, they are foundational to who we are. And every time you hear them, you know, it takes you right back to where you were when you first heard the song. And then there's great anthems like, like this one. Help me out with this. Oh, say can you see? see? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that, ma'am. Yeah. I like, I like the word see because it's also a letter. And uh, I like the letter C. Because it reminds me of uh, a three-letter word that's very important. I see you. A three-letter sentence so important every hospital has a wing named after it. And I'm sure you're wondering where I'm going with that. What I want to share with you is three C's today. The first one is courage. Courage. Something that we need so much more of in America. Now, it takes a lot of courage to do what I did, run the country, fight terrorists, be anywhere close to Dick Cheney. (laughs) You know what we called this in Washington? The Cheney reaction. (laughs) One day, somebody put a sticker on the limo that said, duck, duck, goose, Cheney's loose. The second C is communication. And don't misunderestimate the importance of good communication. Now, I happen to be bilingual, but I am fluent in over nine different body languages. (laughs) Several of which I had to give up after I got saved. (laughs) Just saying. 
Communication is so vital because right now we are touching more than just speak words and listening. Our hearts are communicating with one another. You're evaluating me. You're judging me. You're, you're trying to decide if I'm worth listening to. And I'm looking at you and I'm loving you, looking into as many of your eyes as I can because I want to touch your hearts. I want for us to have an experience together that will last a lifetime because I'll only be with you this one time, most likely. And so I want it to be as big as it can be. That's communication. And the third C is character. Character. Character is a difficult word to, to grasp, but you know it when you see it. You know, of course, there's good character and bad character, and I'm talking about the kind of character that reminds you of Christ. During 9-11, when those buildings came down, Hundreds and hundreds of people came from all over the world without a second thought to their own safety and volunteered to dig those, those stones out of that, that, that earth and put up that beautiful new tower. Every time a hurricane comes, and, and there's one coming this way now, I think, folks are ready at, at a moment's notice to help out their neighbor. That's character. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, so I want to continue to use these things to influence other folks. And as I said a few moments ago, music is a good tool to do it. So I've been taking guitar lessons from Willie Nelson. <laughs> he's my favorite guitar picker, and, uh, you know, he's legal in Colorado. <laughs> and uh, I, I see a guitar back here. Y'all want to hear a song? All right, let's. You might think, wait, George W. on a guitar? What, what's going on? What's the world coming to? Well, you know, I saw a movie one time where they had a singing bush. <laughs> See, you got to be able to think outside the box. You've got, you, you got to be willing to, to experience what I like to illustrate with these two dimes here. i got 20 cents in my pocket right here. See there? You might think it's only 20 cents, but if I toss it over there... It becomes a paradigm shift. <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, I'm the free world leader. Freedom's rolling out to you. Oh, let it roll. Well, I'm the free world leader now, mama. Freedom rolling out to you Well, I'm a good news instigator Compassionate conversator It's freedom, it's rocking and rolling on out to you How am I doing so far? All right Got me a, a nuclear buster Protecting freedom, that's what I do Oh, you know it's true Got me a daisy cluster Protecting the red, white, and blue Well, you best not mess with U.S., baby Or U.S. show will mess with you Yeah, let's hear it for the red, white, and blue 
okay? Begin. Come on now. Yeah, put your hands together with me. All right, let's hear it for the Dancing Secret Service. behind seems how lately be got a bad case of red white and oh thank you so much thank you so much oh I appreciate that oh mercy if you'll sit that I'll just put it right back here a guitar stand might as well use it all right well well ladies and gentlemen I I, I have uh, good news and and bad news I, I I have to I have to leave now but a friend of mine will be will be right back <laughs> hi folks my name's John Morgan I'm America's number one George W Bush impersonator Let's hear it for the Secret Service. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, mercy. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, uh, this gentleman just going through the door, his name is Phil Fritz. And he was in Mike's youth group when he was a, a young man. And I had the privilege of meeting him about 10 years ago when I was singing at an event called Winter Jam, when I had just become a George Bush impersonator. And, you know, I didn't want to do this. I, I thought, do what? You know, you see, when I was 20, I wanted to be a Christian music artist. But I had no managerial skills. I, I you know, I, I wasn't doing well at all in that endeavor. I was pretty much starving my family. And uh, I felt the Lord call me to take my guitar, hang it in the closet, and work on my character. And I thought, well, that'll probably take about four months, you know. But I remember when I hung my guitar up, I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, don't forget, John, I used Moses after 40 years on the backside of the desert. Well, in August, I turned 60. And if you do the math, it's been 40 years. And I, and I just want to share with you folks that I went to work in my mom and dad's new and used appliance store, selling refrigerators and delivering them. And I thought I would just be there a short while, and I wound up being there for a long, long time. My mom used to always look at me and say, you were born for more than this. And I would say to her, I think so too, 
but it's in God's hands. I'm just trusting him. I had no idea that time would go by so quickly. And yet, about 12 years ago, a man named George W. Bush decided to run for president. And actually, it was more like 15 years ago. And uh, people started tapping me on the shoulder, telling me, you know, you look a lot like W. And I thought that was cool. But I had no idea that would ever put me in a pulpit. Until one day, somebody said, John, you know, there's this emerging industry of celebrity lookalikes. And you could be a celebrity lookalike. And I thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because the only celebrity lookalikes I'd ever heard of until that point were Elvis and maybe Cher, you know. And most of them were, uh, you know, somebody you felt sorry for, not somebody you'd want to emulate. And I had a lot of fear. I mean, I had fear of man. I had fear of missing out. I had fear of, fear of disappointing my family. And all those things made me just say a resounding no. <clears throat> but then I felt this little nudge from God. How do you know it's not God? And I, I really didn't want to hear that. But once I heard it, I had to deal with it. Or at least I had made a decision years before that I was going to be in God's will in my life. So because of that decision, once I thought this might be God, I had to find out. You see, life, folks, is short. You guys all know. I remember being your age and your age like it was yesterday. I still feel like a 25-year-old. I don't look like one. And that's because I live in the present. I am going to live forever, and I know it. But my time on this earth is going by so quickly. You know, I heard eternity once described as uh, in this way. Imagine um, a page, and on that page is a tiny dot, and the whole rest of the page is white. That little tiny dot reflects this life. But the rest of the page is yet to come. What we do with the dot will determine the whole rest of the page. But now imagine there's a dot and a page and a million more pages. That's eternity. And the moments of our life, the decisions, the choices we make every day, will determine our rewards. I mean, talk about an investment plan. I want to be all in for God. But I had so many fears. I had so many hesitations. And I, it was hard to trust him. But um, I learned over time that he's trustworthy. I remember when I first got saved... It was after years of being afraid that following him was a bad idea. And after I gave my life to him, I thought, oh, this is just not going to go well. I, I, I figured in my mailbox the next day would be tickets to Bora Bora. And I thought, if the cannibals did taste, taste me, would I taste like chicken? 
You see, I didn't, I didn't know yet that I could trust God, that he loved me more than I loved myself, and that he would never send me somewhere that he didn't gift me to go, that he didn't give me the vision and the passion and the sense of mission, that I could put 100% of my trust in him without fear. That took experience to learn. It took moment by moment after day after day of saying, God, I trust you. I, it's scary, you know? When I first became a George Bush impersonator, one of the first thoughts I had was, how do you know you're not going to get popped by a terrorist who thinks you're George Bush? I mean, it could happen. One day I was standing out in front of the White House with a friend of mine who is a Secret Service agent, and he was just shaking his head. He said, this is crazy. He said, if W was standing here, there'd be a 60 of us or more. And here's you and I just standing here like, you know, nothing's going on. And I said, I got big angels. <laughs> I do have very big angels. They're here today. Anyway, as I continued to walk with God, continued to be a George Bush impersonator, speaking to bigger and bigger audiences, doing funny things like sneaking into the wax museum <laughs> and just stand there. And wait for people to sneak up to get a picture and then go, boo. <laughs> I realized that my influence was growing. My opportunity to, to reach out to people was, was growing. But still in my heart, there was so much fear, fear of man, so much insecurity, even still. And one day I, I realized fear has cost me greatly. Fear has been very expensive in my life. And I want you guys to reflect with me just for a moment. Can you think of things that you've hesitated to do that would have been good that you chose not to do because you were afraid? About three years ago, I, I got angry when I realized that. And I was in my home all by myself sitting on the throne, if you must know the truth. And I, and I said out loud, I declare war on fear. And when I said that, it was like the atmosphere changed. It was like God empowered me to begin a mission of routing out this enemy called fear in my life. And everywhere I saw it, I went after it. And I would read scriptures to counteract the effect of that fear. And it was amazing. God began to set me free. And then I started seeing my friends and fear in their lives. And then I realized, I've got to share what I'm learning with my friends so that they can be free. I have, I have a good friend, Joel, who uh, tells me now that his entire life is run differently because he now recognizes and dismisses fear the minute it shows up. He's much, much more courageous, and, and it's changed everything for him. It's wonderful. I mean... Things that used to debilitate me and keep, rob me of sleep no longer do because I've learned to trust God. And I've taken this mission and, and written about it in a book. It's called War on Fear. And it comes out November 1st. This is the cover. Let's see if I can get this thing open here. My beautiful bride. Uh, hang on a second. 
Hang on, I got to do the passwordy thing. There it is. Open. Well, I apologize, folks, but uh, I apparently don't know how to operate my own equipment. There it is. No, there's me with W. There it is. That's the, uh, that's the, the book. Alan Robertson of Duck Dynasty. He's become my friend. He wrote the foreword for me. You know, uh, fear has paradigms. And those paradigms preach. And most of them are lies from the pit of hell designed to rob you of your trust in God. They accuse God of not being faithful. They accuse him of not being trustworthy. And that's why I hate it so bad. And I love, I'm having so much fun. I always thought war was a scary thing, you know? And I never wanted to be a part of it. You know, when I was, when I was young enough to be fighting in a war, I was, uh, there was no wars going on. So I, I just kind of, you know, was partying at the beach all the time. And, I, and when I thought about soldiers and stuff like that, it's just the whole idea scared me. And I, I would see uh, people like Patton who love beating the enemy. And I'd think, that's good for him. But now, since I've been fighting in this spiritual battle, I'm having the time of my life. It's crazy. I'm having so much fun with it. And I just want to encourage each one of you to get mad at this enemy that's allowing us to be robbed of peace. I figure, if, if anything, I'm a, a minister of peace today. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That's what Jesus wants. He didn't create flowers not to bloom. He didn't create birds not to fly. And he didn't create you not to thrive and be able to imitate God in the way you live your life. So I, I've, I, I don't have this book quite yet. It'll be out in a month. But I brought my first book with me, My Life is a Bush, and My Heart for Imitating Jesus. And I'd like to, to share it with you. Pastor, you're going to come up and close us out. Come on. And uh, I thank you so much for the privilege of being with you today. I love you. Thank you. Aaron, can I have that microphone? It has been a blessing to have John with us this morning to be able to share specifically how God's been able to use him in a very different manner that uh, most of us will not have that privilege of being in that format. Uh, but that being said, God does have a plan for all of us, and it is a blessing to be able to uh, use the gifts we have for the for the furtherment of God's kingdom. And thank you for doing that with us this morning. I will say it is a privilege to have him, but as a part of this, he does this as a ministry. Uh, and we're going to actually do something that we don't always get to do. We're going to, can I get the ushers to take up a, uh, we want to take up a special love offering just to uh, help him as he continues in his, this ministry. This is a ministry that he does on a full-time basis. Uh, by the way, I did not, 
mislead you guys intentionally. Some people said, well, who's coming? I said, all I can tell you is that he is going to be leaving this afternoon to fly back to Washington, and that is the truth. Uh, he actually is doing uh, one of these presentations in Washington, D.C., and uh, he flies out at 5 o'clock this afternoon. So, uh, But he does this on a regular basis, and we want to be able to support him as he does that. Uh, I would like for us to pray. Uh, the ushers are going to come and receive the offering. I will tell you, uh, the, the money that is given primarily is being given specifically for the purpose of helping communicate the message, to get the word out, to promote uh, to, the, uh, to the world around us about this ministry and this need. Uh, so as, as we be, get ready to take up an offering, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you again for the truth that has been shared. Thank you for the fact that we do not have to be enslaved by fear, but rather we have been given a spirit of power. Lord, we know that you are the one who empowers us to do more than we could ever do on our own. Lord, thank you for the message that has been brought. I pray today that you would bless each one now as we give to support this ministry, but not only financially, help us to be faithful to pray that God would use John in incredible ways so that he might truly be a light to a world that is not even at a point where they are desiring you, but they need you. Lord, I pray that you would use him. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being willing to give uh, as we support this ministry. We're going to ask John, uh, he's going to go out uh, to the foyer. I mentioned earlier that you would have the opportunity to uh, just kind of get some pictures taken with him. And if you would like to do that, uh, he will be out in the foyer afterwards. Uh, we do have some individuals who are going to manage. Uh, they have a table where you can sign up to get one of those books. Uh, but if you would... Um, Make, make sure he knows that we are so glad he was able to join us. Is anyone disappointed with our guest speaker this morning? All right, I don't think so either. This is such a blessing, and I am so glad that you have been able to be here to be a part of it. Um, remember, no one put anything out on Facebook or Twitter until at least about 12 o'clock, uh, and that way the people in the second service can get to enjoy it as much as you guys did as well this morning. Uh, thank you for being with us, and they are just getting to the back row, so now you can go in peace. <laughs>